All right, this is episode one of Hoops Talk. Probably going to switch the name if you can find something more clever, but this one we're going to roll with from the beginning. We're going to call it Two Pete. I'm here with Aaron, Cam, and Blake. Last names will not be disclosed. We're going to be covering five things, covering the 2021 season preview. If the Brooklyn Nets can learn from the Clippers, how many rings do we think LeBron's going to finish with? AD over Tim Duncan, question mark and our favorite individual player seasons to wrap it up. All right. I found this guy last night. It's pretty fire shit. Let's roll off to the clip. Alright, yo, so we're back and we're going to start off with uh, the 2021 season preview. I'm going to ask you first, Cam, uh, let me get your four locks in the playoffs for the Western Conference. Locks, not fringe teams. I want locks. Alright, well, number one, you got to start with LA because even though I'm definitely a LeBron hater, they're clearly the best team in that conference right now and they just won the championship, so you got to give them that. Next, I'm going to go with the Clippers. Because I think Paul George next season is going to come back and be nasty on his revenge tour. Regular season Paul George. Regular get season it done. is going to get it done in the playoffs next year. And he's got and Kawhi's going to come back pissed off too because he wanted that matchup against LeBron. He could have joined the Lakers at the beginning of the season if he wanted to. Yeah, bro, that's a bad mistake from that guy. Like he messed up. He messed up. Yeah, so they're gonna get they're gonna get one more player. All right, not as two. good not as good as the Lakers player that they're gonna acquire, but maybe like Derrick Rose can end up on the Clippers too because they wanted. But he said he wanted a point guard. He needs a point guard. So Derrick Rose, Chris Paul comes to mind. That's yes. two teams though. I need two more. I need two more. I'm also gonna go with the Nuggets. Okay. Again, as a lock, the yes. Nuggets. Only because I, like I think Michael Porter Jr. next season is gonna take that step because Jeremy Grant's gonna be moved on. Because okay. he's going to want too big of a contract. He can make $17 million a year for like the Spurs or somebody. Okay. So I think he's going to move on and let Mike Porter Jr. slide into that starting lineup. All right, what about the four? What's your last one? Because I, I think you're forgetting someone, and I know once I say it, you're going to know. Golden State. The Golden State Warriors. Is also bro. a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson will be back next year. And they have that number two pick. Yo, so you know. they're definitely either... Packaging that hopefully, hopefully to Milwaukee for Giannis, with Andrew Wiggins. Send him, okay. send him over there. Right, and then we will have. And that will be the greatest team ever, and they'll be the one seed. What do you think about that, Aaron? So, I agree that Golden State will be the one seed. Uh, I think I think they should use the pick. I don't think they should trade it. I think Obi Toppin is the best player in the draft. I think okay. he fits their scheme perfectly. Small ball center, athletic guy. He can rebound. He can shoot. Get up and down the floor. I think he fits in really well next to Draymond Green. I know it's pretty undersized with Green at the four, top of the five. But I think that's the way the game is trending. I mean, all the guys in the Warriors can shoot. They're one or two bench pieces away from being right back where they were in the before KD years. I think they'll be the one seed. You see, that Warriors zone needs to figure something out because in the playoffs, yeah. Steph Curry will be attacked every time yeah. on offense, yeah. man. He's got to figure that shit out. Yeah, but you got to guard that man from half court. Right, so exactly. As soon as he walks yeah. across the court, he's spraying. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, uh, Curry, contrary to popular belief, I know people a lot, of, a lot of people think he's a choker. He doesn't play well in the playoffs. It's just not factual. I'm not really sure where that came from. He shoots a great percentage in the thing. playoffs. He, he's great in the playoffs, but in the finals is what I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's. I still think it's a small sample size on him. 
With Curry, I still think, though, even if he is getting attacked on defense, I think the value he brings you by being such a dynamic and just all-time offensive player, I think it's a lot greater than the value you lose by having him out there on defense. I still think it's a pretty big net positive in general. So definitely Warriors one seed. Uh, and then I think we're going to get the Lakers-Clippers matchup in the second round. This year. I think they'll be two and three. I'm not sure of the order yet. I like that. I'm not sure of the order. We can finally finish our food and shut them boys up over there yep. on the other I, side. <laughs> in that Stop. matchup, I think it's a close matchup. I think the Clippers were better than the Nuggets this year. I think they should have won the series. I I think they just got complacent. They had some locker room issues, and I think they're going to resolve that next year. Jamal uh, Murray was just going crazy. Exactly. Yeah, series. Jamal Murray Ooh. was playing out of his mind. That's not going to happen, you know, all the time. And then my fourth seed, most of the popular pick here is the Nuggets, obviously, right? You know. <laughs> Conference finals. They look pretty good throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with the Dallas Mavericks here. I like that. I'll tell you why. I, like I think that. that Luka Doncic, Doncic, however you pronounce it, I don't fucking know. I love he him. is, he, his potential is all time. I mean, the guy is elite at just absolutely everything. Everything. And I think if Dallas gets one more playmaker in there to kind of give Doncic a little, mm-hmm. a little rest, get him off ball a little bit, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be able to take the next step and. Be right up there with the big boys. I top have, three I have some input on this. Yep. First off, I'm Blake. I will always be passing around the cheese. You're here smoking the back. That's me. Um, but the thing I like about the Dallas idea is that I think Giannis. Giannis went to Dallas. Mm, I can see that. We, we were going to get there. I love it. I love this it. I love it. Let's stay on Dallas for a little bit, dog. Let's stay on Dallas. And, I, I don't know who, who's got the better record. It'd be close between the Mavs and the Nuggets next year in the regular season. Well, here's the thing. I said, just who are your locks? So yeah. if you think the Nuggets and the Mavs are both locks, that's completely fine. Because my whole point to make... have them at four and five. You have them at four yeah. and five. I'd, I'd agree with that. Five. Okay. But uh, both of them will be in the playoffs. I, I think Luca. I think Luca wins MVP this year. Okay. I really do. I mean... No the one, way. Bro. The one thing, that, the one thing he's gonna have to do, one thing he's gonna have to do, um, is better shot selection. Okay. If you look at his shooting percentage on assisted shots, it's considerably higher than his off the dribble. I'm not saying he can't hit off the dribble. You clearly saw what he did against the uh, against the Clippers against Pat Beverly. Obviously, great shooter off the dribble too. But if you can get him in catch and shoot situations and easy cuts to the basket, I mean, their offense is gonna be that much better, despite already having the best offense in the league this year. I think that's only going to go up from here. I absolutely agree with you on the Mavs. The one thing I would say is that I think Luka is better than both Murray and Jokic. However, Murray and Jokic as a duo mm. is better than Porzingis and Luka. Their pick and roll game is way nastier, bro. It's way and Kristaps is, is struggling to stay healthy. He that's has got to stay healthy for that Mavericks that's team it. to make any real noise healthy, in the West. Because there's just too much power for Luka to do it on his own. We saw that this year. If he stayed healthy this year, I think that Clipper series is very different. I think it goes. I think it goes the full seven, and I think it's a lot closer than it was this year. I mean, six games, yeah, but. There's never they really that much they, got, they got screwed by the refs in one of those games for sure. Yeah. Oh, you're absolutely yeah. right. Chris Stops got a terrible technical, which rejection. set up for the second technical, just meaning he had to get kicked out. It wasn't yeah. that he mm-hmm. did it as a flagrant two or anything, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. And my whole point to make out of this is that the Western Conference, mm-hmm. if you can name the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Mavs, the Lakers, and to my, the Clippers, mm-hmm. as five teams, there's only eight spots. Yeah. So yep. now you have the Pelicans, Blazers, uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Houston. 
Houston Rockets, OKC, I think OKC Portland Trailblazers, the yeah. Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Timberwolves have the first the Timberwolves pick. Timberwolves have the first pick. And Carlo Towns, bro. On my hand, that's eight teams that are trying to vie for three spots. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's crazy. Uh, let me uh, let's stay on the West for a second. What do you guys think about Zion? How he's going to be doing in New Orleans next year? If they could maybe slide into one of those six, seven, or eight seeds, would that be very interesting <laughs> to see that in the playoffs? I mean, I like Zion a lot as a player. He's extremely efficient, uh, pretty solid defender from what we've seen so far. I want him to be able to get a consistent jump shot, though. I think he's he's great in the post, obviously, but the way the league is trending, it's gonna be you're gonna have to be able to shoot at least at some level. Mm-hmm. And I think if he gets that into his game, it's gonna open up the floor that much more for him to be able to get uh, get easy points at the rim. Yeah. Personally, I don't really, I don't think the Grizzlies or not the Grizzlies, the Pelicans are making the playoffs this year. There's just too much talent ahead of them. There's only eight spots, bro. And unless, unless he's got to stay completely healthy the whole season because he's got problems. That's a big problem. Yeah, I think in the off season though, he's probably he's probably going to come in at a leaner weight than he did in the in the bubble. And that's a great point. If you saw the change from the regular season to the bubble, he was he was way leaner in the bubble Mm -hmm. than he was in uh, both the regular season. So. He's definitely got to lean down to about that LeBron weight, play around there, and then that might, that'll probably help his three game too because like the motion will just be easier at that exactly. point. See, my problem with Zion in New Orleans is just the culture there wasn't good. Alvin mm-hmm. Gentry was not instilling defense into that team. When you saw them, no one was <laughs> hustling back. You can't have Zion who can be a potentially defensive player of the year just slacking on defense. That's a huge part of, I think, why they didn't have success because – if you want to utilize Zion to his success, you need to play defense and get out in transition because there's no better transition player in the league. Even though LeBron James is in the league, there's no better transition player in the league, I would say, than Zion Williamson. He is 270 pounds of just full force going right at you like Barry Sanders. I like, I do like that point, but I do disagree with you on that one. I think Ben Simmons, ben Simmons. in the open floor is built. That dude is built I think built you're right different. just because the, also the passing His vision is crazy, yeah. bro. Yeah. And he's really, so long. And I really liked, uh, I agree that I don't think the Pelicans get in. Maybe they get eight. It's just too much talent. It's not a, uh, a disrespect to their, or to their talent level or whatnot. But I think for the Pelicans, the focus doesn't need to be on Zion just yet. He has another year. It's about Brandon Ingram. He, he, took, took, he took a, a huge, huge lead. Step. That's a great move. He can yep. go a little bit farther and Zion and bring and he can really get a leadership role and get everyone around him better. Leaders make the team better than everyone else. That's when they can catch that eight seed or that seven. And I think that's it's really helpful to Zion. He doesn't have to be the guy right now. That is a great point because Zion Williamson isn't the Russell Westbrook catch at the top of the key and make a play happen. He doesn't do that. He's more of an off-ball. He'll be doing cuts, easy baskets, putbacks, and ones. That's his whole game. So if you can get an outside scorer to pair with him for the future, I think that's the way the New Orleans goes. What do you guys uh, think about the Phoenix Suns who ended the bubble on a 9-0 run? I'm I'm a big Devin Booker supporter. Do you think they can maybe slide with DeAndre Ayton still progressing, Mikael Bridges, Kelly Oubre coming back from the Achilles tear? 
Do you think they could maybe slide into a six, seven, or eight seed in the Western Conference? I don't. I think they finished ten or lower. <clears throat> okay. Because uh, I just don't think the the run of play they had was <laughs> awesome, but I just don't think it's sustainable. I mean, okay. they weren't beating teams that were in the running for playoff spots. They're beating teams that had already clinched, who weren't trying their hardest, and they were all close games. You know, I don't think that in a full season over eighty-two games they'll be able to do what they did in the bubble. I agree with Aaron. I don't think Phoenix gets it done again this year. I think they're, even though Devin Booker is is very good for sure. He's the coaching staff isn't there right now. The they just don't. They're so young. They don't play that good together, honestly. And like everybody was shooting better in the bubble, low key. If you because all the shooting percentages went up, which doesn't make which only makes sense because they're. There's no fans in the stadium, so like their depth perception when they all shooting is like definitely helping. That's why I saw people like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero going so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. We just got I just got to see it in the regular season. I think it's definitely possible, but right now I go, I say no. Yeah, like you were uh, adding on to your point right there. You just said people were shooting out the lights out in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Cameron Payne, who was sitting on his couch before the. The season in the bubble started, got a call from the Suns, came up, and became one of the top three-point shooters in the league. That's the kind of thing the bubble will give you. However, I still disagree with both of you guys. I think they maybe land the eight just because I'm not looking at what they did in the bubble. I'm looking at the moments that the players had. Devin Booker had the game winner over Kawhi and Paul George. He sure, can now sure realize if you're if you're him, you can say I can play with these guys. You know, it's not you're the little kid anymore on the block. No, you are the same age. Let's go at it. Let's do the same thing. I think DeAndre Ayton is going to keep taking that leap. If he can get to like a fifty percent mid range shot by that free throw line, it would be great because they always sag off. He's too big. If he's two dribbles away from the basket, it's a dunk or a layup every single time. And uh, the defense they played in the bubble was fantastic, but let me lament. What other teams? Let me hear from uh, you, Aaron. What do you think your six, seven, and eight seed would be? The three teams. If you already have Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, uh, Nuggets, and Mavs in your top five. I think I have OKC at six. All right. Wow. I, Is this assuming Chris Paul comes back? Assuming Chris Paul comes back. Okay. I love Chris Paul. Super efficient player, great playmaker, makes everyone better around him. Uh, I like Shai Gilders Alexander a lot. I think Danilo, Danilo Gallinari, if he comes back, I think he'll be a big piece of that team as well. Um, and they're, you know, they're not a super flashy team, but they play good defense. They shoot well enough. They get the job done, you know. They don't need superstars. They kind of a little bit of 2004 Pistons vibe almost, I get okay. from them. Uh, and then seventh seed. OKC did lose Billy Donovan though, so I we do have I don't to think, see the new okay. system. I don't that think they Billy Donovan is a good coach though, quite frankly. You don't, I don't think, think Billy Donovan is that good of a coach? Okay, I think Billy Donovan's coaching was kind of covered up a lot by Westbrook and KD, and kind of how they just were unbelievable players, just unta- like over talented. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then uh, You're seven. seven? Utah, remember Utah, Houston, yeah, yeah. Portland, all those teams are still in the fold. Yeah, I think it's seven. I gotta go with Utah. Utah. Go with Utah. Donovan okay. Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. I mean, not much else to say there. Really? Gobert, so great Harden defender. isn't a lock to make the playoffs with Westbrook if they both come back next year? Because there's only so. two I'll spots. Put, I have not so. put Houston in I'm starting to get upset. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Where do they fit into the Western Conference? I think it's Houston tough. and Portland are eight and nine for me, and it's very close. Oh, wow. It's very close. That's, Port- Portland, obviously, great offensive wow. team. Big firepower, but they just don't play much See, defense, if any. 
I would say Houston may be a sleeper and again steal the number five seed somehow just because regular season Harden, Harden is built in regular season Westbrook. We're going to see a lot of regression from the Rockets. Okay. Daryl Morey's gone. Mike D'Antoni's gone. The system they ran maximized the value with what they had. And right. I don't think whoever coach they bring in is going to be able to do be that able to do I don't think be. that's going to be able to be replicated. You're right. I think that's now That small ball, Phoenix Suns, D'Antoni type of basketball yes. will be replicated by a different head coach. All right. So uh, we got still an eight seed, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, so, so yeah, my eight and nine are Houston and the Blazers. I'm not okay. sure which one gets in. Okay. I think one of them gets in. I don't think Memphis does. It would be uh, dope if uh, the NBA had a play-in game again. Yeah, I, I like that. I thought that, play-in was, games that was sick. I to end like the playoffs that. is, yeah. I think, they're going to go back and talk. They're probably talking about mm-hmm. it in the offseason. Yeah. Hey, like, hey yeah. we can get some good games before the playoffs. More and, money, know, bro. More they money. so much more money. Another thing I'd like to see is like have that. no conferences. You okay. said Tom's just having to come See, the only thing that happens with that is just travel issues and, like, actual logistics and, like, you know, I don't want so, that. Oh, yeah, so it's been the same way for so long, yeah. dude. That would throw everything off. I don't want that. So, no, do I, you think? Uh, do you agree with uh, his six, seven, and eight cam? What do you think? Um, I definitely don't agree with the order. Houston, okay. regular season hard, and regular season Westbrook are yeah. go, crazy. go crazy. Just because Westbrook, even though he doesn't, even though he's not shooting that great, he still brings. He's still going one hundred and ten percent every single game in the regular season, and he's one hundred and ten percent is only twenty five percent from three, though. So, what stat did you send me saying that Westbrook's last, um, his stats before the bubble were insane? Average, I think thirty one, eleven, and eight. This season, he was shooting very well for Russell Westbrook standards. Forty, he was shooting forty eight percent, not great from threes at like twenty eight or something, like almost to thirty, which. Is, but he was his attempts are down per game. He's only attempting 1.5 three-pointers per game to end after All-Star break. Okay, you're right. And fair warning, just for these people listening, we all have a pair of eyes. We can watch these games. We're not saying playoff Harden and Westbrook are going to do this or be the same players. Yes. But regular yes. season Harden and Westbrook, mm-hmm. yep. completely different person. All right. And having him lower his attempts was huge for the team because Harden was taking way more shots. Because at the beginning, like Russ was doing the thing he usually does, like shooting too many threes, and like he was still like put, he was still averaging like twenty seven, eleven, and eight. But like now that the attempts are down too, and it actually raised his field goal percentage by like six percent, which is like really, which is what he honestly needed and stuff. And like he was he was second in the league in points in the paint, only behind Giannis. And Russ is six three. He was averaging twenty two points per game in the paint. That was crazy. Actually, crazy numbers. I'm going to bring, bring Blake into this real quick, and that's why I always slander him for his hard intakes because in the season, in, in the bubble, before the playoffs started, when they were doing the just seeding bubble games, Harden dropped a 40-piece. And this guy had the audacity to say, he, that it's, nigga's the best in the league. I said, fuck. No way. It's no way. So I'm just saying, I'm calling you out for just, um, what's it called? What's the, just... <laughs> Monday morning quarterbacking for, take on for your take on Harden because I've seen Harden. it every year for the past seven years you just hadn't seen it yet mm-hmm. and I knew so I just wanted to wait it out Let's one, one thing about Harden I like to say though is Harden is awesome on the ball great playmaker shoots off the dribble really well finds the open guys but he's got to be more of a team player when he's off ball he just sits in the corner and sulks you're right you feel like he actually I believe he shot better on off the dribble threes than catch and shoot threes this year because he's just not prepared he's sitting in the Sitting in the corner, like, oh man, I want the ball. Fuck this. Yeah. I think he's got to get a lot better at that if he wants to. Yeah, that makes sense. Stuff. But I think 
one thing I learned a few things about Harden this year. One is that he's an incredible passer. So I don't, I don't know if I agree with your your thought that he doesn't get his teammates involved because I, I, didn't, I didn't say that. Or or he I, should I more. He should more is what he basically said. Um, but his passing was incredible, and it just seems to be a thing with him where he completely switches into a different player when the playoffs come around. I don't know what it is. Like there's, I understand pressure. You're not maybe the same. You're not maybe averaging. You're averaging a few points less per game, but he just he turns yeah. it off. I, I, have, I have a theory on that. That's okay. Do you really think that? Yeah. And so I don't know. He he just doesn't seem to get it done. But he's fun to watch in the regular season. And he does have his name, uh, his jersey in the Raptors of a strip club. So that's spending a million dollars. Quick yes or no? Do you think so, the Rockets are a playoff team? Do I think the Rockets are a playoff team yes. next season? Okay. I just want to read out some stats because yeah. from Harden and Russ in the regular season, right, efficient field goal percentage for Harden was fifty four percent, which is crazy high. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at true shooting instead of efficient field goal. It's a more it's a more uh, all encompassing stat. What did Harden finish in MVP? It must have been top five again, right? Yeah. I don't think he's he finished was, out of his top third. five in the past like six years. Yeah. He's yeah, averaged 34, been, 7, and 6. 34, 7, and 6. Jeez. Russ yeah. averaging 27, 8, and 7. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Those Harden numbers will get you into the playoffs. Shooting 49% efficient field goal percentage. That's very bad. That's, oh, that's not good. That is good. What do you well, check out. Check, check, check. third highest okay, so, Yeah, but... The Rockets just shoot, shoot, shoot a lot of shots, though. Go to so go different. check true shooting percentage instead, because that incorporates free throws into it as well. That's a better uh, a better number to kind of check score efficiency. All right. Well, so, from going to the West, we're gonna switch over to the Eastern Conference now. We're gonna do our top four or five locks to get into the playoff to the Eastern Conference, and I'm gonna start with uh, Blake. Who are your top locks to get into the Eastern How many Conference? Top four? No, no, just who do you think who is a I, lock in the think? East to get into the Eastern Conference? Okay, so the East, obviously a lot more room for opportunity. Um, I don't know if that's so true anymore, but you're kind of right. Not as it used to be, but there's still a lot more room Fair. for opportunity. Definitely more flexibility in yeah. the West. Uh, a, yeah, exactly, the West. The West is dog as fight. far as the locks go, KD and Kyrie. <laughs> you think, okay. That doesn't mean they're going to do <laughs> Start off with it. It just means that they're going to get into the we don't get into it. I think they'll be a high seed. They'll be probably one or two. Yeah, yeah. I like the Miami Heat again, uh, with or without Giannis. Super well coached, play great team ball. Um, I like the Heat. Um, Locks. Regular season Giannis will be in. Regular Giannis, if Giannis is on the Bucks still, he will make the playoffs. And so here's another last team. The Boston Celtics. Uh, Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Played pretty well in the playoffs. Had some some odd moments where he went cold, but overall, very well. Um, I like the Celtics as well. All right. I'm going to head on to this and tell you mine. I'm going to start off with, of course, KD and the Kyrie Nets. We'll get into that in a second over here. But uh, I second, dude, I'd say the Milwaukee Bucks. They may add somebody, and even if they don't, regular season Giannis is going to give you 34, 17, and 5. So... You gotta live with that somehow, because you're not zoning and game planning in the in, in the regular season. The Bucks went 56 and 17 last. It's season. actually like, crazy. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's actually ridiculous. And then after the Bucks, I would go with the Celtics, the Miami Heat, 
The Philadelphia 76ers are locked to make the NBA playoffs next year. They're getting a new coach, Doc Rivers. I think he can finally be the person in the room to tell Joel Embiid to just shut the fuck up and go to the post and stop shooting three-pointers. You know, no one... The most annoying thing is watching him pump fake a three because if you're a defender, why would you jump? You know, like, it just puts him in a bad spot. The whole spot offensively. I get it. Ben Simmons can't shoot. And you have to put him in the dunker spot. Hopefully he can take the leap. He's been out for a long time, recovered from that injury. The Celtics are going to come back stronger. Jason Tatum, if, if he continues to keep going, the sky is the limit for that guy. And uh, that's where I'm going to go. Let's go to Cam real quick. I'm going to start off. Uh, Jason. One more hot take for you, Jay, is uh, right. Jason Tatum is going to be top five in MVP voting next season. Top five in MVP <laughs> voting. Oh, right. yeah. What's his stat line? 30 plus for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. On Averaging 30 oh, yeah. plus on, on, the the, on the Celtics. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jason Tatum is making With that healthy leap Gordon next Hayward season. in the lineup, mm-hmm. also. Okay. I think Gordon Hayward's, I think Gordon Hayward's getting moved on in the offseason. Okay. They Jay honestly, Walker, they play yeah, better. Kemba doesn't take a lot of shots. He's, he's, he's way more passing now and setting up the offense. He'll shoot, of course, when he's open, but like, he's, you rarely see Kemba going for the ISO anymore. He did in the playoffs a little bit because they needed it and like, because Tatum was literally just being double teamed all game. But like, it definitely helps. They're, for sure, making the playoffs. I mean, I'll, I'll put them in there as my first lock. Definitely the Nets. This KD, as you know, my guy, is coming back with a vengeance next season after sitting off. I'm glad they didn't rush him back and try to put him into the playoffs this season. That would have been a disaster. Mm-hmm. Give him a full – just let him play back next year. Hopefully they'll have fans again, and everybody loves KD, so it'll be uh, so fun No, if you're in him. Brooklyn, you love KD. That's the thing. Exactly. If you're in Brooklyn, you oh, love yeah. – if he's playing mm-hmm. a home game – they're and the best team in New York, you know so I, I mean, wanted like, to that's save a big it. town. I wanted to save it, but let's hop into this real quick, dog. Because my second thing was, can the we're going to come back to this, of course. Mm-hmm. My second topic was, <laughs> make sure the Brooklyn Nets don't make the same mistake the Los Angeles Clippers did. The Clippers got two all-stars paired together who are very skilled, and they thought from the jump, we're the new boys in town. Kyrie and KD, they both think that they're better than Brown. They are both kind of Bron haters, bro. That's, that's why, why KD went to the Warriors. That's true. That's true. But that's why I like this, that's why I like uh, putting Steve Nash on board because I help. He's he was a great pickup by them, and I really think he'll help keep. He's got mad experience with KD and Kyrie before, and he's they they want to play him at center. You saw that, right? You could right, run bro. small ball with Kevin Durant. Small at ball center, would bro. be great for K, for KD because he's got the dirt faded in, in the mm-hmm. Duffy. But the thing about that is. I think the Nets for KD, this is a like, what's the uh, what's the word for it? KD needs this championship because if he doesn't get one on the Nets, his legacy is not going to be a good one. Yeah, he left a team that lost after being up three one to the Golden State Warriors. LeBron then was down three one to that same team, came back and beat them. And then they all were crying in the parking lot, met together, and then had the last Thanos Infinity Stone and went and got Braun in four. <laughs> Braun was gang raped by four Hall of Famers in the finals when he put up 51, 8, and 8, and J.R. Smith took an edible yeah. at halftime and couldn't LeBron remember what the score was. LeBron's stat line LeBron was the best player in those finals. So whenever KD tries to claim 
that they were his and that he earned them, I don't want to hear it. We need to see you get it done. And the same thing with Kyrie. It's so funny because the narratives are so funny. I can't wait for Twitter and the memes when they lose LeBron next season. Because Cam and I got 50 going both ways. I'm telling you that right now. If the Nets run into the Lakers in the finals. How many games? Very early hot take picks. How many games? We're going. Here's what I'm saying. Let me give you a little preface real quick. KD is KD. He's had a year and a half. It's not like he came back in the NBA season starting in a month. He was out all last season. The bubble happened. COVID happened. He had that another four months of time. And we're not probably playing till June. I mean, not June. March or February. So he's had a year and a half to recover. This isn't going to be a 70-80% Kevin Durant. He's been back for a year and a half. This is KD. And then we're getting Kyrie. How many games? I'm going to give it to the Nets in seven games. Wow. Personally. Going wow. Lakers in six. What makes you think KD can get the job done? That whole team is surrounded by shooters. They're just going to run the same strategy they used in Golden State. And Braun does not shoot good enough anymore to keep up with all those three-pointers. Braun shoots better now than he ever has. It's not enough. That we'll see, though, who the Lakers pick up in the offseason because we all know they're going to get another player. And if that happens, then like I, I definitely could change my opinion. But as of right now, with the talent that KD has around him and all those three-point shooters, Chris LeVert, nasty. Spencer D. Whittle, nasty. But Joe Harris, nasty, bro. That, like, that is so many three-pointers that the Lakers do not, did not shoot good enough to keep up with that. See, I don't think, and that's where I, I'm saying learn from the Clippers. Because when the Clippers in the offseason, when I was talking about them, even too, I was saying they got the two best wing defenders in the league. You got Lou Williams, who's the best sixth man in the league. And then you get Montrez Harrell, who is the sixth man of the year this year. Then you add Morris, you have Beverly as a dog on defense, and you have Doc Rivers to glue it all together. With that being said, they thought that they could skill their way through the playoffs. The Nets are going to try and skill their way through the playoffs. KD and Kyrie, if they can't get a good offensive shot or if one of the teammate misses, they're going to want to go ISO and get the job done themselves. That's what the Clippers did. The question is, are KD and Kyrie's shots going to fall? I don't know. I just think the, I think it's the three-pointers are the difference. If they shoot as many three-point attempts as the Rockets try to do, and okay. they don't have a person like Westbrook up out there that's just taking up space on the three-point line, I think they can just out-three-pointer LeBron and AD. Okay. Personally. Aaron, how many games does that go? Lakers and six. Lakers and six. Lakers and six. Keep yeah. it simple. I just... I like it. I don't think... There's much else to say. I mean, the Lakers are just a better team. LeBron and AD is a better duo than Kyrie and KD. And Danny Green had a bit of an anomaly in the playoffs this year. He's usually an extremely elite shooter. If you look at his past playoff numbers, past regular season numbers, he's a 40-plus percent from three guy. He just started shooting <laughs> under 30% kind of out of nowhere. I don't think that's going to hold up. I think he'll be able to fix that next season. Yeah, he better. He's getting paid 15 mil. Facts. 28% from Danny Green in the playoffs. Exactly. That won't, and and here's the thing. It's still got mm-hmm. it done. With that sure. being said, it's still mm-hmm. got the job done in six yeah. games. And it, was a pretty yeah. sim- it was a pretty easy six games. That sixth game was a landslide. I think Kevin Durant being Kevin Durant never got it done when he actually had an even team with LeBron James. Kevin Durant, Curry. Kevin Durant is still not proven. He He's be the number one option. Option on, the on championship, championship team. team. Yeah, exactly. Curry was the guy on that team still, He's, no question. And what's crazy is now we've seen it. AD has that championship steez. 
Kyrie mm-hmm. left LeBron thinking he could do it himself, went to Boston, was yacked out of there real quick, bro. Now he's on the Nets, and he's being KD's little baby child. All right, let's go back to 2018, Golden State, and try to tell me that Curry was the one leading that team when Kevin Durant's averaging 28.8, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2.3 blocks. Are you kidding me? Steph Curry was not leading that team. Kevin Durant definitely deserved the MVP of that finals. But with that being said, of course he was definitely deserving of it because it went seven games with the same team last year. And then they add Kevin Durant no, no, to no. their this team. No, no, 2018. 2018. The one where LeBron the one, won zero games. The same one where Kyrie left and it was just LeBron who took all those role players to the finals. That one, right? Where he laid 51 on them in the first game. That's the one. That's the one. That one. Where yeah. he lost Kyrie and they came back and reloaded. And, yeah, they, and they added Boogie, that one. Yeah, zero games. Okay. Won. Zero right. games won by Brown that year. Zero games won by Brown. That's, oh my god. How do you won. not understand that it was four to one? It was four against I one. It's just I put five in there because Iggy in that system three years ago was a good player, man. That so, team was just all around. Just that team unbelievable. Was, exactly. Unbelievable. Oh, I mean, it was definitely the greatest team ever. But you yeah. You tell me the GOAT can't win the one game. You see, and Kyrie has a little less pressure because he was the Robin on that team, and but he did hit the shot, you know? Of course, because so LeBron hit the doesn't shot. shoot his own three-pointers to win the game. I like the Lakers in seven. See, we don't have to go there because he has the most playoff game winners of all time. You got the That's Lakers in yeah, seven? he plays so many seven. games. LeBron is, is both of those guys' bad. I just don't think both it's time them. yet. I just He's don't think. twins. He's yeah. twins on the other side. Nah, bro. That guy got nephews. He got... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying I'm for, it's for sure happening. I'm just saying that's what I believe. I mean, I just think LeBron James isn't done yet. And it's actually ridiculous yeah. to see somebody with yet. this much longevity. He's not done yet, and he's not going to let up an opportunity to beat those two. Yeah, exactly. LeBron, dude. Oh, There's no way. It's going to There's be no so way. funny because when they actually get to the finals, it's going to be the best finals in a decade, dog. I'm honestly going to say that because the, the narrative behind it is this guy's been gunning for LeBron the whole time from number two to number one. He couldn't win the first time. So he joined a bunch of outlaws, finally ganged up on him, but now he's back with the same guy that left LeBron. Can they get it done? LeBron said in that interview, bro, it's all about jealousy. Let me pull this clip up real quick about KD. LeBron was so good in the 2015 finals, even any finals, really. Andre Iguodala won finals MVP. He said he locked up LeBron. LeBron averaged 36, 13, and 9. 36, and that was considered locking him up. Ugh. Those are filthy. Stop it. Let me play this clip real quick. This is Kevin Durant on detail today talking about <laughs> Rondo and LeBron being on the same team. One thing I'll tell you, if you got Rondo and LeBron James in the game at the same time and you throw a zone out there, they just looking, waiting on you to react so they can throw a dime. For more analysis, watch detail on ESPN+. Plus. So here's the thing. Are you going to man up? They said it themselves. Are you going to man up? Because they're making the same passes against you next year. Who's going to man up against Braun and try to check him? So, I'm okay. All right. We're going to take a break real quick, and then we will be right back.
right, we're back. Uh, we're going to keep talking about the Eastern Conference. That was another Benny the Butcher song, One Way Flight, Shit's Gas. All right, so I'm going to go start with Cam real quick. Yo, who else do you have in your Eastern Conference? All right, so first I said I said the Nets were in, and the Bucks definitely get back in because Giannis is just simply built different, and built he's, different. he is going to be insane again. Yeah, Definitely top three in MVP voting again, if not win it. He also won Defensive Player of the Year this year. It was just nasty on both directions. Which so like was the fluke. Bucks, AD had it. But the Bucks are definitely the Bucks are definitely winning, yeah. or and going or not winning, but like going back to the Locked. playoffs yeah. for sure. Celtics again. Jason Tatum's going to lead that team again for sure. They're going. They're going back. They have so much talent, and playing in Boston definitely helps them because that's just like a sick city to live in. Okay. I'm going to put the Wizards in there the Wizards. for sure. I love it. John, healthy love John Wall has not played in a while, and Bradley Beal was absolute buckets and didn't make an all-star team. Yeah, absolutely. So, That's, he was averaging 30. Yeah. He literally didn't make an all-star team. So, and healthy John Wall was like, people forget about how nice he is. So I think the Wizards team, probably not that high to see, but they'll probably knock the Magic out of the playoffs next year. Or maybe the Pacers, because Victor Oladipo wants out too. So those are my picks for sure in the Eastern Conference. All right. I love that you mentioned Wizard and Beal because people forget that gang sign John Wall is one of the top five. No, gang sign John Wall is a top three point guard in the league. Gang sign John Wall. Not regular John Wall. He's wrapping shit behind his back, dunking it with the left posters, the athleticism. I'm interested to see if he can come back off the injury and sustain that. But I know Beal will do his part. I think they'll be a playoff team also. You got John Wall as a top three point guard. Gang, Gang sign John, John Wall. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's he's the guy added on to that thing. Season? He's kind of like the thing you sent me with like top three. Game, game six, Clay, untucked Kyrie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gang sign John Wall. I agree, There's just some upper echelon type of performances yeah. that just get etched in stone. Yeah, I mean he's for sure nasty, and I definitely think they're getting in the playoffs because of him. And again, Beal's buckets. So. What do you think, Aaron? I think they get in, but I don't know how high the seed they are. Okay. I can see yeah. them down like a seven. Well, are they a lock for the playoffs? I don't think so. You don't think they're a lock for the playoffs? Okay. We haven't, met, we haven't even mentioned Toronto yet. Toronto hasn't been in the conversation. Wow. That's, that's a lock five. in my book. Okay. That's uh, Milwaukee, Toronto, <clears throat> Boston, Miami. Those are my locks. Those four, definitely. In. Brooklyn. Oh, my bad. So yeah, that's five. So the Nets. Yeah, Nets too. Okay. Oh, yeah, Nets. Okay. And then I have uh, 76ers. That's a six seed. I like the... Uh, what are you just talking about? Pacers. The Wizards. No, I like the Wizards at seven. Okay. I like the Orlando Magic at eight. The Orlando, Orlando Magic always find a way to sneak into the playoffs do, and man. maybe steal a game. DJ Augustine game winner. Vucevic goes for 35, but that's about all they'll give you. Not this year. The Magic are not getting in. Aaron's biased. He's a Magic fan. Okay. Okay. We are <laughs> Florida people. That is, that, I mean, that's, that's a little factual, but I mean, the Pacers, I just don't see it. They don't do it for me. And I... I think we saw them in the bubble without Sabonis. They didn't have Sabonis in who was an all-star. I don't think it'll make that big of a difference. Honestly, I agree with you. But uh, Sabonis can be a factor next season. So with that being said, let me rename those. We have the Nets, the Bucks, the Heat, the Sixers, the Celtics. That's six. The Wizards as seven. No, that's five. The Wizards as six. I have a... 
Sixers at six. Not position, but like how many teams for locks? Oh, so Celtics, lock? Sixers, Nets are making it. Toronto. The Heat are making it. Toronto's making it. That's five. That's five, yeah. Yeah, that's my five. Yeah. All I'm right, five so that means there's three spots left. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of competition. For there's not a lot of competition. Spots, not what right. teams would you say could maybe slide into a six, seven, or eight seed? Uh, do you think Trey Young makes that leap and the Atlanta Hawks do it with him? I don't, but I think he's <laughs> almost there. I think he's almost there. I think Trey, rephrase that. I think Trey Young is there. I don't think the Hawks are there yet. Yeah. I think their young pieces need to step up a little more that aren't Trey Young before they can make that leap. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I just it, it it'll be big to see what they do with their draft pick this year. I think they're like I think they're sixth, okay. but they definitely need at least one more piece and they need to start playing defense because Trey Young literally would score forty nine and lose so many times. So I, even though Trey Young's there, definitely be an all star again. Yeah. I don't know what he averaged this year. He's close to like 29, though, almost 30. He'll probably be in the 30s again next season, but they don't play any defense, but and they definitely need at least one more piece. See, I watched player performances, and Trey Young stood out to me because there's a good and the bad to Trey Young. The good is when he was in the All-Star game, he was giving no-look no dimes, alley-oops to Gobert, being a great passer. He was hitting shots. He held his own against the other All-Stars in the league. But the bad is... Once he goes in the playoffs, they will be hunting him on every screen, mm-hmm. every single time. The same thing they were doing to Kendrick Nunn, they'll be doing to Trey Young. So, we'll see. Yeah, he's getting that Steph. He's definitely getting that Steph Curry treatment. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a little bit worse at everything than Curry. So I'm not sure how that works. See, Trey Young's he's younger, good though, so he has time That's to true. get to that Curry level, he's, which I feel like he will do. He also That's is considerably smaller than Curry. That's yeah, true. I think, I think the Hawks just have to have the other young stars that aren't Trey Young make that leap with him. You need Redick to make that leap. You need uh, who's the other person on their team? DeAndre you need DeAndre Hunter to make that leap. You Cam need Josh Vegas. Collins to not get suspended for 25 games. Mm-hmm. That's what you need from the Hawks to maybe slide into a playoff spot. I forgot about that. They did lose John Collins for 25 games. Yeah, I that forgot what huge. it was for. But uh, That's why they're so bad at defense. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Even so, though, they were like, Way, way under 500 this year. I still think they're a few years off. Chicago might slide in there too. We got lucky in the draft this year and got that fourth pick. So, Who would you want as a Chicago fan to be drafted? If you're you're in that draft office, you're in that draft room, who are you picking? I want the Danny out of the... Danny Abdiah. Yes, Danny Abdia. Danny Abdia. I do Luka not know 2. where he 0. is. Let me know. Let me know. Luca two point baby. Uh, what has he done in the Euro leagues? Not much. He's younger. He's younger. Okay. Uh, Very long defender though. Can go both directions. Yeah, yeah, kind of shooter the same way. Plays almost the same style as Luca. Yeah, He's point, just not as point good. forward kind of guy. Six nine. Real Very big. good with the good ball. Size. Yep. Yep. I just he hasn't put up the same numbers as Luca has in the Euro league, mm-hmm. and that kind of mm-hmm. worries me. Because uh, he's just yeah. The only reason why I think people are gonna start having that Luca syndrome in the draft, but Luca won the Euroleague championship with Madrid and mm-hmm. was the MVP of the championship of the yeah. league. Yeah. So I think you need to have the that high credential to really be considered. But I, if he's yeah. just dropping mediocre stats, he could they're, be another. They're, they're extremely mediocre. So yeah. In Luca's age nineteen season, he was in the NBA. He averaged twenty one. Uh, eight rebounds, six assists on average efficiency. Okay. Danny Diaz, age nineteen season, uh, he was in Israel, averaging four points per averaging four points per game on pretty mediocre efficiency. 
So that doesn't like it doesn't really jump off the page to me. That doesn't scream, oh, we need this guy. We gotta draft him. I think the comparisons to Luca are really helping his draft stock. I don't think that's his own talent doing that. I definitely agree with that, but based on just based on like what we need personally, I think Kobe White was who was on the All NBA mm-hmm. second team is gonna make another step next year because he'll be allowed to start, which will definitely help him. And I just like I just like my six eight with six ten wingspan. 3 and D guys. No, so. I, I like that. So would you say that in the future you'd want him paired as the 3 along with Zach Levine and Kobe White in that backcourt? I don't know about Zach Levine. You I love Zach, Zach Levine, Levine a lot, and he, 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 he had a big step yourself, this year. Buy yourself, Zach Levine. I'm buying Zach Levine and selling Kobe White. You're buying Zach Levine and selling Kobe yep. White. Okay. That's interesting. Right. I mean, with Jim Borland being gone and... Billy Donovan coming in, maybe you can get the most out of those players. He is a developmental coach, is what he was known for us in uh, UF when he was at the Gators. Fuck the Gators, we all go to Florida State. But uh, yeah, I, I think he can maybe get that spot. It depends how marketing can also play and if Wendell sure. can just do his job. I think marketing is very underutilized by Boylan. I think he could be an absolute weapon on offense. They just didn't. They didn't really give him any shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a guy seven feet tall and shoots the lights out, you know? Absolutely. You got to be giving him a shot to show what he can do. ESPN does have the Bulls projected draft with Mellow Ball, though, which doesn't make any sense to me. How we fall down to six, yeah. We're, yeah. Fourth, no, we're the fourth oh, pick. Oh, you're the fourth pick. Okay. Yeah. I think there's no way LaMelo Ball is there. So clear. who's, yeah, who's three ones? Okay, OB, so Andrew. They have and Wiseman and Edwards. Wiseman. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah, So there's, it's possible. It's, it's definitely possible. Um... They actually don't have they actually don't have Obi going until five. Really? Huh. Well, let me see if I can find him. Obi seems like he Obi can shoot too, right? Yeah. Obi can shoot, and he has that that first jump and second jump um, ability that a lot of people don't have. That's very true. I do like him a lot, and I think he's going to be an absolute weapon again, but or not again, but in the draft this year. But I just don't know if he's going to be that guy. I mean, it's so, I don't really like anybody to be off, to be honest with this draft class. He's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of talent compared to the past couple of years, but there's, it's only because there's just so much talent in the league right in, now. In Obi's college career, he was a 42% uh, three-point shooter, which is, yeah. 42% from three, obviously the college line is a little shorter, uh, but that's going to still translate pretty well to the NBA. League average is, well, like 35%, so I don't think that'll be a problem for him to hit. <laughs> Uh, 71% from the free throw line. So the shooting is, I don't know. I don't know how much that'll tell you, but it's there. It's there. It'll be interesting to see how early he goes, though, because ESPN has no drafts with him going in the top three right now. He also is a little older, too. Yeah, he spent two years in college. He wasn't a one-and-done guy. Okay. Mm. Well, uh, wrapping this segment up, I want to hear from all you guys, all three of you. I want to hear Western Conference matchup, Eastern Conference matchup. Who's going to be in the East? Who's going to be in the West? I'm going to start with saying I think the Nets in a hot take. I think the 76ers, the Nets and the 76ers will host the Eastern Conference Finals. I think the Nets will have the higher seed. Brooklyn, it won't go seven games. I think it goes six with Brooklyn in the first round because I think Doc Rivers is going to unleash Joel Embiid. You need to have an authoritative voice in the locker room who tells him, Stop playing the way you're playing. Ben Simmons, his defense is top three in the league. He is a great transition player. If they can find out how to utilize him, that team is the future of the NBA. I'm telling you. But it's very, it's uh, 
it only weighs on if Doc can do his job. So that's my Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, let's hear yours, Blake. You're not going to do your Western Conference? I'm going to do Eastern that after. Okay. Yeah. For the Eastern Conference, I have I have the Nets playing the Celtics. Playing the Celtics. And All I right. have the Nets in maybe six, but it could honestly go five. Okay. it's a good prediction. I, how about you? So, so far, we have no one taking the Heat. Yet okay, so all right, let's keep the heat on going. Not, the heat are not going back you to the conference. Yeah, okay. I agree with that. I think they're okay. flash in the pan. Flash in the pan. I do like. I'm. I was proud of the way they played this year, and they showed a lot of heart. And Jimmy Butler, like, but like that was never going to be a competitive finals. Like that, we everybody knew the Lakers were going to win from the beginning, and like. Even though, unless they get like one more big piece, which that's what they're trying to do right now, they can't do it until not this offseason, but the next one, they'll have enough to sign a max free agent, and then maybe you can make some noise against Kevin Durant and the Nets, but like, no, I agree with Blake, I think it's going to be the uh, Celtics and the Nets again, or not, not again, but next Celtics year. Yes, yeah. I, I agree with that also, I think it'll be Celtics-Nets, and I think the Nets handle pretty easily, right. very high on the Nets. It's just too big of a talent gap, and... Kevin Durant's just simply built different. So, so takeaways from the East, you guys were saying Giannis doesn't get the job done. Correct. And he's a baby again. Does not mm-hmm. do it. Giannis just <clears throat> doesn't show up in the playoffs. Need more. Th- Got to shoot threes to win in the playoffs. You can't. He can't just dunk the ball every single time. I think a big part of that is it's it's no secret in the NBA that a, l- a little less fouls are called in the playoffs in general. They kind of let the boys play, and I think that hurts Giannis because all of his scoring is at the rim. He has no semblance of a jumper. So when they're not calling hard fouls in the room, it's going to be a lot harder for him to make shots and draw fouls, which is a huge part of his game. Okay, so who would you season, Giannis does average 15 attempts per game in the free throw line, which is like half his points. All right, Aaron, so you would say the Celtics also in the Nets? Yeah, Celtics-Nets. All right, so let's get into this real quick, keep it under five minutes, this little segment. If Giannis doesn't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals next year, the Giannis sweepstakes are on, what team gets Giannis in 2022? If I'm Giannis, I'm going to Miami, personally. personally. Yeah, I think the only two real options here are Miami or Dallas. Okay. I think those are best systems for him. Do you think Golden State? Golden State or you think that's just a pipe dream for him? I, I would not like to see another another. Run could you imagine play. Steph Curry drilling up the ball be the court? Insane. You have Giannis already in like the wing or whatever. It'd and Clay Thompson's in the court. It'd be bullshit. So you can it's either over. throw a lob to Giannis. Pass it to Clay Thompson. He'll shoot a three, or just pull up from half court. It'd be bullshit. It would literally be nuts. It would be know. better. It would be worse. It would be worse. It's harder to guard that team than it would to be the 2018. Great I, I completely Durant. agree with you because if you don't double Giannis, that's a dunk every single time. And if you do, Steph and Clay are making it every single time. The, right. The issue with that for me though is the cap space. Yeah. Because quite frankly, the Warriors. If they sign nobody else new with just their existing contracts for Giannis's free agent offseason, they're already forty million over the cap. Oh wow! So that's a big problem. They pay that all the you time. You think Bob Myers is just going to dip into the? Oh wall. yeah, he does. He loves. He loves to have fun. He had no problem doing that for Kevin Durant. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Especially if you build that team, like you're spending your forty million, but you're gonna you're gonna win a championship or two. And the reason I say that they take that risk is because they also opened up a new arena. And that yeah. new arena needs to get some of that revenue back because yeah. they spent a yeah. lot on that. So I say that's true for me personally. I would just love to see the Euro connection with Giannis, Porzingis, and Luka yeah. Doncic. Yeah, awesome. If that were to happen, I think it'd be the best pure basketball we've seen mm-hmm. in ten years. As a LeBron team, how many? Uh, as a LeBron fan, 
How many games would that squad win against LeBron and the Lakers? If you keep LeBron and the Lakers as currently constructed against a Luka team with a healthy Porzingis and Giannis, that's, that goes... That's, that's, that just... But I'll, I'll say two things. So that would go five. Wow. And LeBron would lose in five. Wow. Right now, if you add another all-star to that team, which I think they'll do in 2022... This is very interesting. The only two players that will be on contract in 2022 is Anthony Davis and LeBron James. That means that they're going to sit down with those two and say, we have a free slate. Who do you want? And it's L.A. They're going to get somebody. So that team against them, they have a fighting shot. It's going to be interesting because we know we know uh, Anthony Davis is going to decline his player option to re-sign a deal with the Lakers. We'll see how much money he takes and how much money he leaves to lure the next free agent guy. Yeah. That would be interesting. All right, so those are our – where do you think Giannis goes? Where would you want him to go? Um, so I would like to see him go to – he, he couldn't go to – I don't know. If he loses to the Heat again, he just can't go there because – that lost, KD effect. He lost to them twice, twice in the playoffs. But it would be a fun team. I'm a big fan of some of the Heat guys, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Um, yeah, I don't know. If he went to Dallas, that's – that's, That's a, a juggernaut. That's a juggernaut. Send Giannis yeah. to Dallas and then send Paul George to the Lakers and play with Anthony Davis. Yes, no, see, here, oh, see, no, I don't want Paul George as a Laker fan just because of the, the shit talk that he was giving us Laker fans. He had a chance to sign with the Lakers and declined it to stay in OKC and then went to the little boys in town on the Clippers and couldn't get the job done what and about, choked in the fourth quarter. What about Kawhi? Would you take him on the Lakers? Here's the he thing. He won't go. Here's a, he won't go. He won't He's go. from LA, isn't he? He's yeah, from LA, but he won't go. I you can't. Because he could have done it already. He chose an option. So you can't change your mind slander. now. I, I could easily see Paul George going to the Lakers. This, Paul George would do it. I don't think PG wants to stay in LA. He has no shame. I, think, I believe Ron AD would stick him I think LeBron, I, that's what I'm saying. No, I think LeBron. I, I disagree. I, I think, disagree. I think LeBron and AD would be like, "Well, we want another ring. Let's <laughs> they, bring someone good they, on. They, I don't they, care." They, they, dude, their team was shit this year. It was Bron and they AD. They put it together a in a bunch of role give, players. So, give him Tyler Hero. That'd be so much fun to watch. Bron, AD, and Tyler Hero ripping threes. Oh, All right, man. that's a pipe dream. Just because Tyler Hero's a rookie, he's, he's, he's locked down for a long time. But let's see what you got. If I'm the Lakers, who do you go after? If you're the Lakers and you're saying we need one I more got, piece to add to this team, who do you go after? Bradley Beal is the clear Bradley choice. Bradley Beal is the clear you choice. you got to try to lure him away. Some, a shooter that can go along with LeBron and play off ball a little bit. who can hit that wide open three. I think Bradley Here's, Beal is a good one. A little less lofty aspiration, I'll say, is Drew Holiday. Drew kind of, If they got Drew Holiday, yeah, secondary, defense. Secondary playmaker, great defender, can shoot the ball. Gets LeBron a little off-ball time. I think that's... How about Victor Oladipo? Victor Oladipo. That's another... So, I say before Cam gets his sleeper picking, I would say that uh, all these players that we're talking about are kind of like two-way wings who can just kind of pair off and can shoot that wide open three. All right, Cam. Derek Rose needs to go to LA. Yeah. That would help that would be awesome. so I would much. Be so, it would make me so happy to see LeBron and D-Rose win a ring together. If, I think if LeBron awesome. gets D-Rose a ring, it's so funny because all those Chicago fans who are tied <laughs> to Jordan would have to tip their cap to LeBron. And Cam over here, you can't see him, but he is... He's in it. All Bulls gear with a 23 greater than sign, (laughs) 23 in purple and once in red. So, of course, he's a Jordan guy. Shout out Barstool for that. All right. So, segue into the Western Conference 
finals. Who do we think is going to make that one? Yeah, I think three. that's Golden State and the Lakers. Okay. I think it goes seven. I think it's one of the best series we've ever seen. Okay. I think that's going to be an awesome series to watch. Who do you think I, wins in that seven? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Okay. I agree. I agree there, and it could go. That, that's gold. It's going to be Golden State and the Lakers. I would love to watch like a semi-conference battle between the Clippers and the Lakers because that would just be fun. Yeah. But I still think if, as long, even with even if they sign nobody, they can still handle that team because playoff bronze simply gets it done. And Anthony Davis is insane. So I think they'll. I think that it would be them against Golden State again, and I it could honestly go either way just because of how elite shooters. Are with uh, Clay and Curry like Clay Thompson can literally, literally sits in the gym with the lights off and hits fifty threes in a row. Like, are you kidding me? It's just muscle memory for him. He's crazy efficient. So like, the, those have got to be my picks for sure. Those are some good picks for the Western Conference Finals. AD is only going to get better, man. He is twenty seven. He just yeah. turned twenty. He's that. only going to get better. He's been in the league since he was what eighteen. Yeah. So he's hey yeah. AD for MVP he's campaign starting now. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, not finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Brown still snatching that shit. But I'm telling you, for regular season MVP, I go for AD. And my other pick, I like the Warriors. I just think <laughs> if the Warriors play the Clippers, that's not a good matchup for them. I think if the war, it depends how the standings go. Because if you can have Kawhi and PG, who are two great defenders, and if they're playing better next year, if they can both just take out or completely stick to Clay and Curry, it may neutralize that a little bit. We saw what happened with Kawhi and that Raptors team. The Clippers are going to be just as deep next year. Um, That's a so, great take. I have Lakers Clippers. You have Lakers Clippers. Mm-hmm. The Western Conference Finals. Lakers in six. I got a question. What okay. happens if Golden State runs into the Clippers in the playoffs? Who I wins think that one. I think the Clippers can beat them. I think the Clippers can beat them. I think the Clippers can beat them. This isn't the Clippers with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre who are getting washed. Uh, why do you disagree? They're, they're way better. Dude, than I mean, they could have stopped Jamal Murray. What are they going to do against Steph Curry and Clay Thompson? Thompson? I just don't think. I think no matter how good of a defense you have, you're not going to be able to neutralize them. I think the only way you can beat the, Cl- the Warriors is beat them with their own game and just hope to outshoot them. But nobody and can beat them with nobody. their own game. The Rockets so. tried that, that's and there's 26 <laughs> threes exactly. in the game. And that's, that's why the Warriors have been so successful. So, well, then I what was LeBron's game plan? Then, then so I how does because... LeBron beat the Warriors, then? LeBron beat the Warriors? He, uh, well... Because LeBron did it. It was yeah. LeBron did yeah, it all. It was, you, did you... Like, exactly. That thinking yeah, basketball clip you watched. Yes, the reason why he beat the Warriors... Is because he was doing everything. He was mm. playing defense. He was being a free safety mm. on the back end, playing in the paint, snatching everything, getting tip deflections for steals, four-way point swings. On offense, he was assisting, attacking relentlessly. Yeah, his he was hitting threes too. He was, over he was hitting threes, and what that does is, if he's hitting threes, the big man has to make that step up. And the second like, he does, he's blown by you. That's it. definitely below forty percent from three. Thirty-seven is not forty. No, no, I'm sorry, sorry. All right. I'm just, I'm sorry. With dicing stats, with dicing stats. Yeah, I would say the Lakers and the Warriors also, and I say it goes seven. I can't even lie. That's going to be a tough, tough series. Um, It's hard keeping up Steph Curry. People forget, like, people forget Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, although they can't beat a healthy LeBron when they're even teams, they are the best duo we've seen in the last 10 years. I don't know who is better than Steph Curry and Klay Thompson off pin downs. It is unstoppable. So we'll see with that. 
Uh, we're going to take a quick break right here, and then the last topics we'll get into is AD over Tim Duncan. Uh, I got AD. And then we'll finish with the favorite individual player seasons. All right. So, I... Oh, sorry, stopped it. Alright, we're back and we're going to start off with uh, AD or Tim Duncan. Let me preface this by saying Tim Duncan is a Hall of Famer. No one is taking anything away from his career. He's a five-time NBA champion. I don't know how many uh, finals MVPs he has, but he never went back-to-back. Alright. I'm going to start with uh, Cam over here. Who are you taking, AD or Tim Duncan all time? Who's better? It's simply just not close anymore. Anthony Davis is clear-cut better than him solely for the reason that he can just shoot the three-pointer. Okay. And Tim Duncan can never do that in his career. And the way that the way the NBA is today, shows Tim Duncan would just not be the same player. I, he was great on defense, absolute animal, but he was in a great system the entire time. And... Anthony Davis is just simply better than him. He shoots better everywhere from the field. Just as good, if not better, at defense. Average 2.3 steals this season and 2.5 blocks. Like That guy is just insanely good on both directions of the ball. He's 6'10", just as probably faster running than Tim Duncan was, for Absolutely. sure. It's just, not, it's just not close. So I have some stats real quick. They're just... Quick ones, I'll say AD for his career averages 24, 10, and 2. AD on the Lakers averages 26, 9, and 3. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan for his career, 19, 10, and 3. And he never averaged over 25 points in a game, in a, in a season. Mm-hmm. Never averaged over 25. Tim Duncan is a great player for what he did, for going in the post, for hitting short, close bank shots, doing his role on defense, and just being a great leader. I'm saying AD does a 28-foot dribble back, step back in the Duffy, hits that swish for the game winner game mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. What do you do against that? Nothing. What do you do against that? <laughs> yeah, definitely AD over Duncan. I do think Duncan's longevity is something that I don't know if AD will ever get to. Yeah. I was just about to mention that. He did play for Matt Long, and that's yeah. very impressive. But I, I think AD's prime is better than Kate uh, than, than Duncan's prime, for sure. Okay. No question. Uh, there are people that are going to tell us Duncan averaged a almost quadruple-double in some playoff series against the Lakers. It was actually insane what he was doing. But I will say, yeah, look up the dude. He has some, look up his best playoff uh, career games. Insane. But... Uh, I would say for Tim Duncan, it all mattered of where he was drafted. And it was a perfect scenario where David Robinson, who was a former MVP, gets injured for that season. They happened to luck up on the number one pick, get the best player, number one, Tim Duncan, and David Robinson comes back and they win that first year. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's all because Tim Duncan, because I think he won finals MVP, but I'm saying that. If AD was drafted to, let's say, if LeBron was injured for the season on the Cavs and the Cavs lucked up on the number one seed, and AD happens to go to a team with that caliber, he would also be a three- or four-time champion right now also. Location matters. I do think it's interesting, though, that Tim Duncan never won a Defensive Player of the Year award, and everybody talks about how good of a defender he was. That's kind of surprising to me that he doesn't, since Giannis already is, too. Yeah, that's tough, just knowing that that era and the 
people in it with Shaq and Kevin Garnett and all those people. He's got some tough competition, but hey, so does Anthony Davis. So. The quadruple double averaging though in the playoffs was definitely huge, and he is he's a Elite player, do not get me wrong. The, the main thing that separates him is his in, his inability to shoot three-pointers would make him a liability in today's NBA because you have to shoot threes to win now. Okay. Like, all of the good big men are all three-point shooters in today's NBA. Yep. And you cannot you cannot survive averaging .1 attempts per game each season. True. That's just not, you, that's not going to get the job done. AD could get the job done in this era, in the 2010s, in the 2000s, in the 90s, and the 80s. I don't know if Tim Duncan's game right now he may have became a better shooter, but the person that Tim Duncan was may not have been as much of an impact player as he is mm-hmm. back then in his career. Never averaging over 25 is definitely uh, not great Definitely either. not going to cut it. Definitely so, not going to cut it. Having that much talent around him is obviously helpful for his career, but I just it wouldn't, he wouldn't be the same player in today's yeah. league. Well, if we're talking up AD like this, how many rings do him and LeBron get before LeBron's done? I think two more. You think two more? I think two more. I think LeBron has another four or five years left. LeBron, good okay. years. I think they get two more. Two more. So LeBron finishes with six. Yes. Six, six and six. All right. Sister the Jordan dude. And he went twice as much, and only because KD went onto a juggernaut team, he should have eight. So let's not even get into that discussion, dog. Yeah, Straight this. facts. All right. So I think we'll save we'll save that one for another time. Another time. Another time. <laughs> yeah. I just once it happens. Yeah. Honestly. So personally, uh, about the rings debate, though, I think I think that I think they get one more because Anthony more. Davis is just that good and LeBron will probably not play as good in the regular seasons Anthony Davis will but when he gets to the finals which they probably will again he'll um, he'll do whatever it takes to win because LeBron takes care of his body so well and is one of the greatest athletes ever so I just definitely believe that as a Chicago fan and Jordan is still my goat because of that 2011 loss to the Mavericks which we're not getting into all right quick side note <laughs> if LeBron gets D Rose a ring what's the reaction from a Chicago fan it would be very. I'd be so conflicted because I need. To, I want to see Derrick Rose succeed and get a ring, but then I'd have to root for LeBron. So this is just proof that he's a LeBron hater. The bias is I'm just not a LeBron, LeBron hater. I'm not a LeBron hater. It's fine. If though. he didn't said, lose, said you don't want to root for him. If he didn't lose to Dirk, he'd be my go. Yeah, but he doesn't make up for that by beating the seventy-three and nine Warriors. Is that no. not enough in your book to make up for it? No mistakes in the finals. Six and zero. Oh. That's cool when you're you're playing against wish wash teams, bro. Ex- expansion teams that are added every two years to the fold. But let's not even get into that. All but of his all of all of LeBron's final stats are insane, except yeah. for the 2011 series. All right, stop getting me into this topic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think? How many rings does LeBron finish with? He gets. He gets two more. He's two more? six and six. Yeah. That's a really great so final. So are they going back to back? <laughs> Still six. They're going back to back. No, they might not be back to back. I think they're. I mean, yes, actually, they'll go back to back this year, but I don't know if the next one. Oh, they're definitely they're not. They're not three repeating. No way. What if they did though? What if they did? What if they did? That would be. Yeah, that would yeah. be compelling. What if they repeated with the last two with D Rose? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? I don't that? even know. It would be. <laughs> I don't heart wrenching. I would be so conflicted. That would just be if, if D Rose got two rings. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, honestly. 
<laughs> All right, so our last uh, topic here is going to be our favorite individual player seasons. I'm going to kind of roll through these. I'm going to start with you, Aaron. So my favorite individual player season is 2015-16 uh, Steph Curry. Because that was he was just the most unbelievable player to watch. I mean, was that the year against OKC where he pulled up from forty and mm-hmm. had the game? Okay, from way downtown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, forty five percent from three on eleven attempts per game. Shot 40-50-90. just unbelievable. Unanimous MVP, hundred percent deserved it. Also, was an elite playmaker that year and led the league in steals. So, just my favorite season ever, personally. All right, I'm gonna go next, and my person is gonna be. 2017-2018 LeBron James. The stuff that he did without Kyrie, and the, it's ridiculous if you go back and look at those tapes. He was taking down teams single-handedly. Kevin Love was there, I get it, but he was out for some games. And LeBron honestly put the team on his back. In the finals against the Warriors, he clearly showed, I'm still the best player in the world. KD just had to stack the deck. I'm telling you, if you go back and look at those finals, that was the point, I think, where it clicked, where LeBron still had that last bit of his athleticism from 2014, 2013, but that IQ was to the level where it is now. That's fine. I do have one that's a little bit different. It's bubble performance. It's it's Jamal Murray. Um, He was magnificent in so many games. Everyone kept thinking, oh, he's not going to put up 50 again. Bang, 50 again. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Um, him and Jokic are so much fun to watch together. I think they have a, they have a good future, a really bright future there. MPJ, uh, he really just broke. I, I barely even knew who Jamal Murray was in the regular season. Uh, and then and after watching that, just so much fun to watch. So crafty. Kind of reminds me of Luka. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Jamal Murray... He never averaged 20 points per game in a uh, playoff, I mean, in a regular season. So let's see if he can translate that playoff performance into next year's regular season. Cam, we're going to finish off with you, your individual player season. I'm going to go with uh, MVP Russ. MVP Russ over MVP Rose? As a Chicago fan, I love Derrick Rose for sure. Like, he was that dude, youngest, youngest MVP in history. Very impressive. But... He did not deserve it over LeBron that 100%. season because I understand that like, but like as a, as like a player, LeBron's stats were just out of out of insane that season. And he didn't win it, but like as a player like that, you just get cheated out of MVP awards. We saw the same thing with Kobe. He should have he should definitely have more than he did. He was averaging thirty six, and Steve Nash won it, averaging fourteen and twelve. Come on, like. It's just you just can't win the MVP every year, but Russ absolutely went crazy that year. He's average. He's been averaging triple doubles for three years in a row, but that was the beginning of it when he was actually shooting semi semi decently. He hasn't shot, hasn't had a season shooting as good as that season since then. Averaged thirty one points per game, and I got to see him drop fifty seven against the Magic in really? Orlando, and he had a triple double. He hit a sh- he had eight threes that game and banked one from half court to send it to OT. It That's was literally crazy. nuts, and like that was like when I really like became a uh, Russ fan. And that season, he was just simply really good. He had so many game winners; it was insane. Yeah, Russ's MVP season was great for sure, and what feeds into how great it was was the narrative that went along with it. How his teammate. Kevin Durant left and went to the team that lost. Mm-hmm. And Russ said, okay, if he's going to leave, I'm going to put the team on my goddamn back. And then he went out and averaged the first triple-double of the NBA season since back to Oscar Robertson, which is 
absolutely ridiculous. And then he did it two more times and nobody cared after he did it once. After he did it once. I think it's <laughs> very understated. Sure, let's say he has eight rebounds and P.J. Tucker will say, hey, you can grab that one and get, and get yourself with that ninth one. That's cool. <laughs> but the fact that he is always just going 110%, sometimes it can be good, sometimes it can be bad, but I love that pick also. After that year, though, he had a couple rough seasons, averaging 25 and 22. But he finished averaging 27, 10, and 8 with Houston this year. So, like, he's p- picking it up again and averaging less shots. So, mm-hmm. that MVP or Russ was just built different. All right. All right, we're back. We're going to finish off this pod with our locks of the week. What we bet on, we throw real money on this. This isn't fake money. This is my real money, and I'm going to sacrifice it. So if you tail it, I think it's going to hit, and then we're going to finish off with upsets. So I'm going to start off with my lock of the week. I'm going to throw out a three-team special teaser. I have the Giants plus 14.5 against the Eagles. The Eagles don't have Zach Ertz this week, and Miles Sanders are both out. Those are the two weapons that he was going to, meaning Wentz every time. The Giants are going to keep it close. And uh, I think Daniel Jones can do just enough to not lose by 15 points. All right, I'm going to take the Bills minus three. Tease that down to minus three. I think the line was at 10. Uh, We teased that down seven points solely because if you have any opportunity to bet against the Jets, you do it. Every time, Adam Gase won't get the job done. Le'Veon's out of there. They have injuries in the wide receiver court, and I don't trust Darnold enough to beat the Buffalo Bills. I'm taking Bills minus three. My last team, the three-team teaser, are the Green Bay Packers plus six and a half against the Houston Texans. If I can get the line up to plus six and a half and get an an angry Aaron Rodgers on the road against the Houston Texans and they can't lose by seven or more, I'm taking that every day. I don't think Aaron Jones... I, no, I don't think the Houston defense will be able to stop Aaron Jones. And hopefully Devontae, Valdez, Scantling, Lazard will be back. And uh, my upset will be the 49ers beating the Patriots. Right now on ESPN, the line is at New England minus 2.5. I think the 49ers were in the Super Bowl. People are still sleeping on them. That running game... Raheem Mostert's out, but Jarek McKinnon is a great pass catcher out the backfield that can do kind of the job he was doing. You still have George Kittle, so let's see what happens there. And Debo and Brendan Ayuk are emerging, so it's the defense. So let's see. That's mine. We're going to go to Blake next for his locks and his upset. So for my lock, I have a three-team parlay. Uh, No points bought on any of these games, all just the, uh, the Vegas line that it currently has. I like the Browns minus three against Cincinnati. Uh, they just got embarrassed. T- still a wide talent gap in that game. I think they covered three points. Um, I like Green Bay minus three and a half against Houston. Also just got embarrassed. Uh, we saw what happens when Aaron Rodgers gets mad. Uh, it's, it's, it's not good for opposing defenses. So I like the Packers minus three and a half there. And to finish this parlay... I like the Monday night game. I like <laughs> I like the Rams minus five and a half against the Bears. Uh, the Bears are pretenders. I know Cam doesn't like to hear this as a Bears Cam fan. Cam is a Chicago it's guy. Too, it's just not They true. don't have the yeah. offense to do it. The, the defense is good. The Rams just lost by 12 in a game that uh, they were favored to win. Uh, Monday night, Sean McVay. I like the Rams minus five and a half. 
Uh, and as far as the upset goes, I don't even know if this is an upset because of how shit the NFC East is. But I like the Washington football team to beat the Dallas Cowboys this week. Uh, and they will both have two wins. Okay. I like all of your guys' picks so far, but I'm just going to go a little off track. And okay. I uh, do agree, though, with everything you guys said. My The one I'm most confident in is I think uh, Russ is going to is gonna get that three-and-a-half point spread covered this week against the Cardinals. Okay. And he's on an MVP tour right now, and I think they're just going to keep rolling. The defense for the Cardinals just isn't there right now, and, like, I know they get it. I know they're a good team. They looked really good against Dallas the other night, but like Russ, Dallas. Russ is just going crazy yeah. right now. Absolutely. So, my upset though, I'm this is the one. There's not a lot of good upsets this week from like what I've seen, but the one I do like the most is I think Detroit's going to beat Atlanta this week, bro. Okay. Because Atlanta is just simply terrible. And <laughs> yo, honestly, can we press F in the chat for anybody who happens to be they from Atlanta? Just yeah, they, imagine being from Atlanta. That's, like, just, that's just so tragic. Twenty-eight to three, the three-one in the playoffs in the MLB. The Falcons have had a lead in three of the games so far, and they've only won one. Plus, Detroit looked good last week. Matthew Stafford's good. All the weapons are back. The defense is looking okay. So I mean. There's not a lot of good upsets, but if you're going to bet on one, that's the one I like the most. Absolutely. And tell you what, if the Falcons come out to a 14-0 lead, live bet the Lions. They will inevitably lose that game. All right. Aaron, what you got for us? Uh, So I actually have a computer program that I wrote, a computer science minor, uh, that tells me what games to bet on each week. Takes a bunch of things into account, a bunch of analytics, compares it to the Lions, and spits out the best picks. So these are the objectively best uh, picks for the week. Thursday night, we got the Eagles, minus 220 against the Giants, because the Giants are just so bad. The Giants are so bad. There's, it's they're, they're terrible. Second one, we got the uh, Washington football team. It's a pick right now, and uh, most projection systems actually like them to win that game by a small margin, so some value to be had there. Uh, and then we have <clears throat> uh, the Tennessee Titans, plus 110. Uh, the Steelers are a good team. No discredit to the Steelers at all. Steelers great team. The Titans, though, have been playing extremely well this year. Derrick Henry's been a very efficient runner. Tannehill's been a top five QB in the league so far, and I think they get it done. Mike Vrabel, as a coach, is doing an absolute great job. Did you see the, the twelve what, minute? The he 12 took man the twelve on the man on the field. And the, it's actually weird to see that the best disciple that came from the Belichick tree was his own player and not coach in Mike Vrabel. That was a huge. That was I, I just saw that the other day, and that that was that's a huge play for them because they yeah. got the clock stop and they saved timeouts. So like that was that's an amazing coaching job, and the NFL's a copycat league. So as soon as Belichick figured that out, everybody else did too. Before we wrap it up, I wanted to say that uh, Aaron got a little more to say. What you got? Yeah. So uh, last one, kind of my upset: Chicago Bears Monday night. Let's plus, go, baby. Plus two hundred seven is an extremely favorable line. I love that for the Bears. Uh, the Rams, I don't think they're all they're cracked up to be, and I don't think the Bears are pretenders either. I think the Bears are legit. I think they're the real deal. Uh, that defense is playing really well, so I, I think they keep it rolling. Khalil Mack is that dude. Jalen Johnson, like Eddie Jackson. I know the de- I know the defense. Matt Nagy's a pretty good coach. I just they're just not gonna be able to score enough points. They keep pulling shit out of their ass, and I just don't see it happening anymore. I think I think McVay and, and Goff are gonna outcoach him and out quarterback play. Uh, Nick Foles. <laughs> 
All right, so my last upset, we got to put this one in. Uh, I know you guys will all love this. For some reason, they got Louisville minus five and a half against the Tallahassee Florida oh, State see, Seminoles. The, the Florida team, State on. Seminoles, Stop dude. Playing. Are you kidding? I'm taking the Seminoles money line. Hammer it. We hammer, hammer the hammer Seminoles money line. We're going to hammer it. We're going to be hammered, and we're going to make some money. I'm telling Jordan you. Travis looked great last game. He's going to carry that over. The offensive line play has been so much improved from last year. Good shit. Right. Are we plus five and a half? Plus five? That was yeah. one hour and 20 minutes. Wow. Plus five. I might just do the 